Welcome to the Hill City Church Podcast. We are a church family located in Springfield, Missouri. You can learn more about us and support our ministries at hillcitysgf.org. Please remain standing. I just want to read a short passage of scripture. Luke chapter 10 verse 2 says this. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And this is the word of the Lord. You may grab a seat. Good morning, Hill City. My name is Brad. I'm the lead teaching pastor here. Happy New Year to you. I just got back late last night from Des Moines, Iowa with a handful of our staff where there were 4,800 college students gathered lifting the name of Jesus High of those 4,800, 230 of those college students are from Hill City Church. Yeah. Now, I want to let you know, maybe you're visiting, maybe you haven't been here, uh, maybe you just started coming in December, but uh, about 300 to 400 of our best friends will be back here sitting with you uh, next week and into the next week. In other words, it's going to get way rowdier in here than it is today. There are a ton of college kids that are coming back. I want to welcome you to church this morning, to church. Now, normally what we do is we teach through a book of the Bible. We were in Genesis last semester. We're going to stay in Genesis this semester. However, today is going to be a weird Sunday. It's a unique Sunday. I know we have some first-time visitors or maybe some even second or third-timers, and today is just going to be a little bit odd. We're going to have a family chat. Um, it will most assuredly be weird. There's another reason it could get weird today. I'm injured. Like I had the Missouri State Sports Medicine doctors working on me uh, just moments ago. And I could just let out a yell and because it, it, it will be pain. Um, and I've got spasms going on. And you think, man, Brad, what happened? Like, okay, Missouri State sports guy's like... That's, that's what the athletes have to do. We have to have Missouri State sports medicine guys work on us. And it's like, so what happened to your back, Brad? Like mountain biking or, or were you like lifting a bunch of heavy weights? Did you do a wad? Um, no. I rode in a car from Des Moines, Iowa to Springfield. And that's who I am now. <laughs> that car rides are debilitating. So I'd like for you to pray for me, and not just my physical, but my emotional state's messed up too. And if you want to pray for Jenny, my athletic wife, that she has to deal with this now. But in all seriousness, like I'm, I may scream today, and don't just don't let that, that be alarm alarm you. We're not that wild. Of, we're not one of those churches, but it, I might scream up here today weirdly. Okay. Welcome to church. What is a church? Like we use the word, we are in the Bible belt. What is church? Well, the Greek word we see in the Bible is ecclesia. But that word, even for non-Christians in the first century, that word was not like a religious word. The word simply meant in, in Greek a gathering or an assembly. And the best translation for us is actually a, a called out gathering or a called out 
assembly, an assembly or gathering of those who are called out. And in our case, Hill City Church, those of us who are following Jesus, we have been called out by Jesus and now we gather. So as you read your Bible in the New Testament where you see the word church, where you see the word ecclesia, every time that you see it, it can mean more than a gathering. But it never means something that's unrelated to a gathering. So this group of called out ones, we gather and we do that in order to learn together. We grow together. We serve together. We worship together. Jesus always places his redeemed in a gathering of other redeemed. Welcome to church. This is not a church service. And language is very important. I know many of you are used to saying it. Oh, do you go to the 8.30 service or you go to the 10.30 service? You are not in a church service. We do service here at Hill City. We have services. This is not one of them. This is a gathering of the redeemed. A service at Hill City, is when we get coats for students at Reed Academy so they don't freeze to death in the winter. That's a service. A service at Hill City is when we let nonprofit, nonprofit organizations come into this building and use it for free. It is a service to them. A service is when we send 100, 200 college students to their campus to serve the campus and reach their campus, that is a service. We used to make staff people do push-ups for calling this a service. This is not a service. And I'm going to lovingly ask you to join me in calling this what it is, which is a gathering. And I'm going to lovingly, when you say, oh, are we doing a 1030 service? Hey, I heard about some service changes. Nope, we're not changing services. We are going to change some gathering times, maybe. It's a gathering. And I'm just going to lovingly correct you. If you could join me, let's lovingly correct one another. This is a... Nailed it. It matters... Welcome to church. Now here at this church, we gather, and there is something that we do. We go to God's word. He's told us what to do, and you'll see it when you walk out. You'll see it on that wall. Here is what all church gathering, people who gather in churches all across America, all across the world, this is what they should be doing. This is why it is on our wall. Together, we love God, we love others, and we make disciples of Jesus Christ. That's what all churches should be doing, and how that looks, looks it, it, it differs from church to church. But what does it look like, like here at Hill City Church? Because this church in particular, we are going in a certain direction. We have a vision. 
As a matter of fact, in August of 2022, with the elders, with some directors, with other covenant members, we launched a 2026 vision. Now, some of you are like, I've heard this before. I know. And if you're not annoyed by hearing it again, all that means is I haven't talked about it enough. You should be a little bit annoyed that you've heard the vision of this church over and over and over and over. We have a lot of people. They were not here. The last time we went over this was in August of 2023. Many of you, many of you don't know where we are headed. You don't, you don't know what's going on in the church that you are attending. We have a 2026 vision. Here is the direction this church is headed. This is who we hope to be. We pray to be by 2026. 26. Hill City Church, but in 2026, is marked by our authenticity that drives us to joyful dependence on God through prayer. We regularly baptize multi-generational believers. Since 2022, we have seen over 130 people pass from death to life, and we have welcomed over 75 disconnected families into our church family. We are people who serve God with purpose we regularly send disciples to homes and neighborhoods to love others, and we have sent over 100 men and women to the nations through short-term and long-term missions. We have planted two salt network churches in major university cities, while Hill City Salt Company in Springfield provides discipleship and community for over 500 university students. We have a reputation for equipping and caring for people of all stages of life in our church. Over half of our church community is prioritizing truth by committing to learn within our comprehensive discipleship plan. We equip people in our community for marriage, for parenting. We provide a safe place for care through in-house professional counseling accessible to our congregation and the people in our city. Our building is nearly paid off and being used weekly in measurable ways for the good of our city. In all that we do, our eyes are fixed upon Jesus and his greater story, his kingdom come, his will be done in this generation and the next. This is where we are headed. And I'm not going to unpack everything within this vision, but I want to grab some, some, some of the big rocks and I want to talk through some of those with you just to refresh many of our memories, but also then to just let people in on this who, this may be the first time you've ever heard this. We're marked by our authenticity that drives us to joyful dependence on God through prayer, through prayer. I read to you Luke chapter 10, verse 2, that says the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. Therefore, Pray to the Lord of the harvest. Our staff has alarms set on their phone for 10.02 every single day. Many of you have joined in, and every day that alarm goes off at 10.02, and we pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers. That is, that is just a norm. It is actually a fireable offense that if your alarm doesn't go off and you're on staff here, if it doesn't go off at 10.02, you have some serious explaining to do. That's how important it is. We've started this year, Together We Pray, where we come here on some nights uh, of, of qu quarterly and we pray for an hour over specific thing that is designated for prayer that evening. Our elders regularly pray for 
you. We are going to be a praying church, but right now what I have to do is i got to step back, and I have to confess, and I have to repent, and I have to tell you some truth. I told you it's going to be unique. It's actually going to be uncomfortable today. And it starts here with me and my confession. Okay, look at me. We are not a praying church. I have not led well. I have not taught well. Therefore, we are not a praying church. And some of you are like, man, prayer, like fill in the blank. It's, it's blank for me. It's, it's hard for me. It doesn't seem real to me. I, I just don't like it. I'm not the praying church type like man it's just prayer like does it does it really work like what what is going what is going on with this well listen I'm gonna go dark really quickly we just can't say stuff like that because here's what I know let's just say we got some horrible news about a spouse or a child like a spouse has been in a car wreck and they're in the hospital and we don't know if they're going to make it or a child is sick here's what I know about everyone that that would affect you would right then become a prayer you would call me and say you gotta pray you actually gotta tell everybody in the church to pray do you know other people in other churches all across the country get them to pray we need to pray and here's what I wanna say why would we wait till it gets to that? You, you know, the, the formula, it isn't brain surgery. How do we do ecclesia? How do we do church? What should happen at church? Well, funny thing, God breathed some words out in Acts chapter 6, verse 4, and it says this. This is how simple it is. This is what we should be doing. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. Period. End of that sentence. That's it. And then here's what happens only two verses later in the Bradlow's version. A bunch of people meet Jesus. That's how simple it is. That's church. We devote ourselves to prayer. We devote ourselves to God's word. And a bunch of people meet Jesus. Why am I telling you all this? I'm just lovingly warning you. It's about to get weird on Sunday mornings here. We will cut songs. We will stop a lot of things so that we pray. I can beg all of you to come on a Sunday night on February 4th. You should do that. It's our next Together We Pray, and I will. I'm going to beg all of you to come to that, but about 36 of you will be there. So guess what? You're all here. You know what we're going to do here on Sunday mornings? We're going to pray. You're already here. Just get ready. We're going to teach on it. We're going to practice it. By 2026, we, we will be a praying church. It's not all we'll do, sending. We want to send people to the nation. So last year we sent over 40 people. They went to Italy and to Paraguay. That's where our partners are. We have trips 
that are coming up in 2024, some of you guys need to get on these trips. You need your worldview changed. You got to get out of our country, see other countries, and realize that there's more out there. You need to get a biblical worldview. You do that by going out of the country on trips. We have trips to Italy. We have trips to Paraguay this year. We're adding a mission trip to Toronto. It's wild up there. We're going to go on trips. We're going to send people. We have limited spots. You go to hillcitysgf.org. You find our mission trips and you need to go. You see in our vision that we, we are a salt company church. Now you think, oh, here we go. Actually, I'm not going to say anything about salt company. I'm not going to talk about planting churches. I'm not going to about salt company. I'm not going to talk about college. Here's why. Whatever you have going on, on your calendar, on, on, on January 28th, that's a few Sundays down the road, you need to be here. You need to take every, it is a big, big day in the life of Hill City Church. Meanwhile, on your way out, on the other side of that wall, so it would be the south wall of the atrium, there's a map on the television. Just look at that map. Look at all the dots out there. And on the 28th, I'm begging you to be here. Equipping, we're going to be a church that equips. That's actually the job of the leadership of a church is that we equip. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12, it says, equip the saints. That's you guys. You are a saint. If you're following Jesus, you are a saint. And we are to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves carried, out about, uh, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, we speak the truth in love. Can't we all learn to do that? Couldn't we all learn a little? Couldn't we all be equipped in speaking the truth in love? Oh, we would change the world. We have equipping classes. Danny has worked tirelessly. He's put this discipleship plan together. He's got great teachers. He's teaching some of them. You guys can go and you can see everything that's going on and you need to jump into those classes that, that he's designed so that you can be equipped, that you can learn God's word. We started a women's ministry this year. Jade, she's around. She'll answer your questions. questions. Now women can get together and study the Bible and learn. We actually have a workshop that's coming up Ladies, if you're in the room, listen, moms and daughters, you need to come to this together. It's a workshop. It's called the Gospel and Body Image. We're bringing somebody in from the outside, and we're going to discuss that. It's for women. It's going to be here, women only. And if you have any questions, go to Jade. If you find me, I'll point you to Jade. But there are just big things happening in the equipping area of this church. In our mission and vision to talk about that we want to be a church that invests in marriages. Maybe you're here, you're not married. I still want you to pay very close attention to this. Marriages are under attack at this church. Marriage is tough. And I mention this in sermons all the time. And I just want you to know, I'm not singling, I'm never singling out one particular couple. I wish you could sit in my chair, in Danny's chair, in Michael's chair for a month, and you would see that marriages are under attack at this church. And I'm praying, and I want you to join me in praying that 2024 would be a year where God, by the power of his Holy Spirit, would restore 
marriages in this church. We have a we have a marriage conference. Scott Kadersh is coming in. He speaks regularly at the Canicuck family, uh, fam- family camps on marriage. He's written books on marriage. He is a pastor at Harris Creek Church in Texas. We are bringing him in for a marriage conference. We have limited spots left. This room is going to be packed with married couples. If you have not registered for that marriage conference, please do it. Don't wait till your marriage is shot before you start seeking help. Some of you think, I have a great marriage. My marriage is under attack. I don't care how awesome your marriage is. It is under attack. Invest in it before there are problems. Counseling. You heard me talking about a counseling center. We want a counseling center. Here's how I want to describe our counseling center. The dream of a counseling center is that we would have Christ-centered and clinically informed counseling that we could send people to. If you want to know where there's a deficit in every city in America, it's this. Christ-centered and clinically informed counselors. The harvest is plenty and the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers. There's a labor in this church that the Lord will use. If you would just have the courage to step out and say, I will help you start this counseling center. I will counsel in this counseling center. I will help you run this counseling center. I'm praying that that would happen in this place and make this dream of a Christ-centered, clinically informed counseling center a reality. God can do it, but it could be that he wants to use you. That's just a few. But this is the direction we're running, Hill City Church. This is where we're going. We believe that the Lord has us going this way. And the reason we can believe that is because we can actually look back because we started this in August 2022. And what I want to do is I just want to share with you some of the things that he did, our God did, just in 2023 alone. Now before I do that, I just want you to look around the room. Okay, listen, I got to be honest with you, I don't know how we're going to fit 350 college students in this room when they come back. I just don't. And I'd like to bring something else to your attention, those of you who have been here. This is a very different church today than it was January 2023. It's so different. Let me give you a few things that are different. One year ago today, we averaged in both our gatherings in total 800 adults in both gatherings. Like, we have that and this one on most Sundays. We averaged 150 kids a year ago. Today, we average 1,250 adults and 215 kids. We've had Sundays where we have topped a total of 1,600. In other words, this is a very different church. People are passing from death to life. People who did not know Jesus, they now know Jesus because of what God is doing in this church. How do I know that? In fall of 2022, the fall semester of 2022, we watched 22 people up here get in the waters of baptism and proclaim Jesus. 22 people in the fall of 2022. In the fall of 2023, we saw 74. 
four people get into the waters of baptism and proclaim Jesus as their king. And like, I need at least four of you to clap for that because that's insane. I love you. Do you believe me? I love you. I'm going for a soft tone. I want good tone. I love you. Don't ever make me ask you to clap for baptisms again. What are we doing here? Listen, we can set a vision, we can plan, we can pray. We cannot cause people to pass from death to life. Only God does that. But here's what we can do, and here's what we will do. We will celebrate the snot out of what God does in and through this church. So we're going to have baptisms in February, and we are going to come up out of our seats, and we're going to clap and scream, and we're going to do it every time because it has nothing to do with us. It's the work that God is doing, and we want him to keep doing it in this church. Amen, Hill City? In 2022, our SALT had 240 college students coming and meeting every Thursday night. In the fall semester of this year, they averaged 440 college students in this room every Thursday night. So, we got numbers nerds in here. You already know this, but we have other people that there might be more like me and counting still struggle. We have grown 56% since last January just in adults. We have grown 50%. And kids, with growth comes change. So here's what we are going to do. I already mentioned it. Look around you. I don't know how we're going to fit 300 foreign college students in this 1030 gathering when they come back. We cannot just keep asking them to sit on the floor. We cannot keep having people sit out there. So here's what we are going to do first. And before I tell you what we're going to do, let me just say this. It might not work. Thank you for sharing that it might not work with us. We know. But starting on January 21st, we're actually going to move our gathering times. We're going to do 9 a.m. and we're going to do 11 a.m. Now you think, okay, what's that going to do? Well, Nothing unless we get about 70 of you to come to the 9 o'clock. So we, if, if we can do that, we think we won't have to add a third gathering. That's going to start on January 21st. Now, what's this third gathering you speak of, Brad? Well, our covenant members already have received this. On your chairs, there's a QR code. That is actually a survey. There are two options of three gatherings, and we need you to take this survey. This will help us figure out which, what's the best decision for Hill City Church. So you will see one survey that will show Sunday gatherings that will be at 8, 9, 30, and 11. And you're going to be asked, which of these gatherings would you attend? Just click it. That's simple. But then there's another survey that has three gatherings, and it has 5.30 uh, 5 p.m. on Saturday, 9 on Sunday, 11 on Sunday. 
Pick which one, of the, which one of those that you would attend. We're compiling that data. We're going to do our best. Hopefully, moving to 9-11 actually does the trick and that we may not have to go to a third gathering. We don't know. Give us grace. Another area of stewardship I want to bring to your attention Like we are trying to faithfully steward the growth of Hill City. We don't have a growth strategy other than this. Devote ourselves to prayer and the word. And then Jesus comes and catches a lot of people. That's it. If you want to write that down, there it is. We want to steward the growth. One of the ways we're doing it is this white building right over here to the west. That is Hill City's building. And that is where we are actually going to do our youth groups. That's where we're going to have our equipping classes. But I want to tell you something. Like our our light company is what we call our youth ministry. Like like it it has grown. I want to say that we are up to like 60, a little over 60, which for if you've been at Hill, if you haven't been at Hill City, you're like, well, whatever, what's that? Listen, we used to have six. Okay? Like it's it's exploded. Middle schoolers and high schoolers are here. Now, this chokes me up every time. What's funny about that group of middle schoolers? Like, they were the ones that were in the floor at a hotel. When many of you who served them, we set up camping chairs for you to sit in. Like, and some of you, you're new to the church. Like, there are people you are sitting with who sacrificed so that this could be a thing. We literally put our childcare people in camping chairs and we had our kids crawling on the floor of a hotel. Guess what? A bunch of them are teenagers now. And then you know what they're doing? They're asking their friends to come to church with them. It's awesome. We have to get that building to steward this. It's amazing. So now we got to get really uncomfortable. You're like, wait, I thought we already were. Before I get uncomfortable, I want to talk to a few of you. Those of you who are new to Hill City, um, maybe you've come from another church recently, and there's, there's some pain that comes with that. Maybe some of you are like, you're, you're actually just kind of new to following Jesus, and you're still trying to figure out this, this church thing. I just want to let you know, like, listen, what I'm getting ready to say, it doesn't necessarily apply to you. There there are seasons in life where you actually need to heal. So think of it like an athlete. Sometimes athletes get injured, right? And and, and they go through, like, this rehabilitation, and they go to their coach, or they go to their, their team doctor, and like, I'm ready. Let's go get me back in the game. And the coach and the team doctor is like, no, you're not ready. Actually, if, I know you think you're ready, but you're still injured. If you, get, if you start getting back in here, you're actually going to be injured more. You'll hurt, you'll hurt your team. So it's, it's a not yet. So for many of you, as I talk about like serving and some of the things that we might need, for many of you, just know we understand it's probably a not yet. I, we get it. You need to heal. You just need some time. You, I, we get that. So I just want to give you grace there. Now, I need eyes. Some of you are here, but you're not here. Like you're here, but you're not all in. Like you're here, 
but your commitment level to this gathering of called out ones, your commitment level to your engagement with this gathering of called out ones, it actually doesn't exist. Like I know you're here now and you, and you come, like you, you go to church here, but that's it. And there are actually some people that I, that I know, like you go here to church, but you also go somewhere else to church. That's odd. That's unhealthy. You go here, but you give money to another church. Or, or you go here and there's just no giving at all. And that's odd. And listen, I just want you to know before I move on, if talking about money makes you uncomfortable in a church, you are always going to be on short time at wherever church you go to. Because this always has to eventually be talked about. I love you. You need a church home. It needs to be Hill City or it doesn't. But it's got to be one or the other. Can you be committed to this gathering of called ones? Like, like committed in your attendance. I know we have a lot of people and, and, and who, who, who listen online and they don't come and attend. And I want to even tell those people, no, you need to be here in in-person attendance. And your in-person attendance needs to be regular to this church. And if not this church, another one. And, and, and the people of this church, you need to get to know the people of this church. Am I saying you can't have friends from another church? Of course not. Yes, of course you can have friends at another church. And yes, of course, I beg you, listen to podcasts and sermons from other churches. Do that, but be committed to this local body in your attendance. What about your finances? Can you commit and regularly, faithfully, and sacrificially give to this church? Yes, you can give to other causes. Jenny and I, we, we do that, but man, uh, over 90% of what we give is here. Why? You're our people. This is our church. We're committed committed here. Can you do that? Can you be committed in your serving? Can you serve here? This isn't a service. Can you serve here? Meaning, can you have a willingness to, to do what needs to be done and not just step back and only do what I want to do? I know we have a lot of young people, and, and in your heart, you're like, man, I think God wants me to teach the Bible. And here's a saying I use a lot. Well, it's toilets before teaching. Like, if you can't clean a toilet, all that tells us is you don't have the humility to open God's Word and teach it. You, I literally still clean toilets here on purpose. I set out to do it. Why? Because if I ever get too good to do that, the elders should have a very serious talk with me. 
Can you be committed? Like, listen, we arrived at this 2026 vision. We, we arrived at it through a lot of prayer. We, we got wise counsel from, from people outside of our church. We counted the cost. Like, can you be with us on this vision and mission of this church? Because if you can't, here's what I want you to do. Please, please, please find a church where you can. Do you know how many churches are in this geographical area? You have a lot of options. This is going to sound so bad. If you can't get on board with this vision, we need your seats, literally. like, dude, that sounds like an invitation, I know. But I'm, I'm doing it in love. So what am I to do with this? What, Brad, what am I supposed to do with all this stuff you just told? What do you want me to do, Brad? Well, there's no cookie-cutter answer. It's going to be different all throughout the room. But i got to talk to a group of you. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to try not to weep. Some of you are here, and it's been blood, sweat, and tears. We've got people here that were running our youth group when there were six kids showing up. We've got people here that have made sure that we are in this building. We've got people here, they blood, sweat, and tears. And I know there are times, and you sit back and go, does anything I do even matter? I just want to encourage you that you do not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And listen, I want to tell you this is not a joke. Hundreds, hundreds of people who didn't know Jesus, they now know Jesus because you have not grown weary and well doing. You're like, I just parked cars. I'm like, I know, and that matters. I serve coffee, I know, and it all matters. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Some of you have said this already, you need to heal. And I'm just telling you, when you're injured, when you've been hurt, it always takes way longer than you think to heal. And it's that you need a season of just being shepherded and being loved and being encouraged. That's okay. But some of you need to serve. You have gifts, and you need to shift from just coming to church and become a contributor to the church. That's what God would have for you. For some of you, it's your giving that you would be all in and begin to be generous to your church. And for some of you, It's such you need to go to another church. Because you know deep in your heart, I'm not about this. They give too much attention to college kids. Too much money to the college ministry. They don't do enough of what I like. And I want to tell you, I know. But this is where we're going. And for all of us, 
This is what we should do. We should pray until we're so tired of praying that we just pray some more. If you're serving communion, I'd like you to head back. I want you to prepare the table. And all that we do, our eyes are fixed upon Jesus and his greater story. His kingdom come. His will be done in this generation and the next. Would you stand? come to the table I want to read a very important passage of scripture for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me and in the same way also he took the cup after supper saying This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. You want to know why we come to the table every Sunday? Because it's a way that we proclaim Jesus. Why would we not? Paul doesn't stop there. Whoever, therefore, eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself, then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment upon himself. Listen, if you're following Jesus, that doesn't need to freak you out. All I'm asking you to do is what the Bible asks you to do. Examine. Is there sin? The punishment for sin's already been dealt with. Jesus was punished for sin on the cross. You don't punish yourself, but you can examine. And then here's what you can do. Just confess it and repent. And then that's it. That's it. That's how you come to this table in a worthy manner. If you're not following Jesus, that means that hasn't been done. And this meal, we would kindly and humbly ask you to sit this meal out. There are going to be people down front on the sides. It would be the honor of our day to pray with you and talk more about how you can know Jesus. Maybe you know Jesus, you just want somebody to pray with you. It would be the honor of our day to pray with you. But those of you who are following Jesus, examine yourself, confess any sin, and run to this table because the Savior awaits with open arms. Let's eat.